Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Hi FM. This is Travel Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Top of the morning. It is six minutes past ten and it's Wednesday the 14th of December 2022. Wow, almost halfway through December. I feel like it was just two days ago when I was here saying, oh my god, we almost the end. We're at the end of November, meaning we're at the end of the year, meaning December is around the corner and now we're halfway through. What? Where did the time go? Where has it gone? I can't tell you what I've done in the last 14 days. Maybe my show because that one's recorded in this proof. But besides that, I cannot tell you what I've done in the last 14 days. I haven't been productive. There, I said it. I haven't been productive this December and I am not ashamed of it. I've been productive for 11 months. I think I can get one month off, right? Anyway, how are you doing on this rainy Wednesday morning in Johannesburg? Do let me know your thoughts. Do let me know how you're feeling. Tell me what the weather is on your in your neck of the woods and also what you've done with your December and everything in between. You can freely do so. 34519 is the SMS line. 061-895-1019 is the telegram line. On air at highfm.com is how you email me. And of course, if you're on Twitter, you can just at highfm. Let's get this conversation started. Let's get this show on the road and let us have a good time. Tell me everything. Of course, this is... You know, I was sitting, I was sitting today and I was thinking, wow, I've been doing Tribal Pursuit since June now. That's 24 episodes I've done. That means 24 weeks of radio. 24 weeks of your friend Mukuni Mudao coming on air every Wednesday at 10 o'clock and you know you're going to have fun. And with that, I thought, man, you're not going to have me around for, for a while because it's December. Everybody's going, right? I got to leave too. I got to get my break and get my thoughts together get people that you think will be interesting for the show get people that you will love as well and just find the great the greatest music so while i do that i will not be around well next week i will be actually so no need to worry about that you got me for another week so do appreciate me while you can (laughs) but unfortunately i will not be around the week after and the week after that so that is if i get my calendar in front of me that is going to be two Wednesdays the next two Wednesdays I will not be around and for that I figured let's do a best of travel pursuit right the whole year it's been a great year been a great couple of months that we've been together let me know which show was your favorite which interview was your favorite I'm gonna list them all to you later on today and we're gonna do a bit of a recap as well where we do the best of travel pursuit Mm mm-hmm We've been doing that long enough. Now we can have uh, the best of Trouble Pursuit. What is this? I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of us. And I will say it, I am proud of myself as well. But that's later on in the show. We are going to be talking to Angel Wilberforce Tete from the Ghana Jewish community. Do stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's not one you want to miss. I will let you know that much. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Tribal Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. Time is 10.15 or quarter past 10 if you're feeling like that and i'm your dear friend wait i already said that <laughs> still wednesday the 12th still wins wow mukundi what's happening let's do this again one 
1019 High FM. This is Travel Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend, Mugun Mudao. Time is 10.15 or quarter past 10, if that's how you want to say it. And it's still Wednesday, the 14th of December, 2022. Now, was that so difficult? Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I got to redeem myself there. Okay. This is the part of the show where I want you to forget everything about well everything and let me tell you what's happening in africa okay i got some great stories some news for you and it wouldn't be appropriate if i don't start off with this right the biggest story in the country right now our president cyril ramaphosa or as the kids call him what, what do they call him ramaprizi i don't know i don't know what's up with these kids these days and <laughs> at 22 years old i think i qualify to be one of the kids so i don't know what's happening with my generation i do not speak for it but i will try to speak to you about this president Cyril ramaphosa was free from possible removal from office and boosted en route to his second term as anc president on the back of anc numbers in the house on in the house on tuesday 214 votes against him wait against sorry sorry that was to remove him from parliament 214 votes against that 148 votes for and two abstentions that means any parliamentary part of part of farm forex impeachment pr- proceedings were shut down now this is from daily maverick and i love what they did i'm not subscribed to this but if you want to subscribe this is so cool i just have to tell you this and you can go check it out on their website as well <laughs> they say <laughs> i'm sorry this is probably not even that funny but i just find it so smart and funny they say don't ever <laughs> don't ever couch stuffed with cash don't worry you can keep reading for free. Simply register with your email or log in to read this app, this article. That is so funny. That is so smart. And that is so cool. And I like the fact that they know their articles and they know what they're talking about. They're not just putting an ad there saying, hey, join join the notification or the publication or, you know, subscribe. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. They're not just saying, hey, subscribe. They're trying to interact with you and engage with you with the story that you're reading because they say, <laughs> don't ever couch stuffed with cash. If you don't know why that is funny, then do your research into the story, I guess. <laughs> um, moving on. Moving on to something that I find very... What's the word? Huh. I can't find the word, but it's a big part of South, of South Africa and a lot of a lot of people do this job and a lot of black women to be specific. This is this is their job. What is it? Domestic workers jobs on the decline in South Africa. What is happening? Let us find out. Domestic worker jobs on the decline in South Africa. Government stats body Statistics South Africa recently released data showing that in the third quarter of this year there were 32,000 housekeepers without employment. Yunus Lala. Hey, I said that first try. Good job, Mukundi. Yunus Lala, South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union Assistant General Secretary, says on a daily basis her phone rings off the hook, flooded by domestic workers who've been laid off. She said it's very sad for domestic workers, especially at this time we're going towards the festive season. However, it has been happening throughout the years. Domestic workers are suffering a lot. Why is that happening? I, I don't think... I don't know what's happening, actually. Why do you think domestic workers are out of jobs? I have a theory, but I'd like to know what you have to say as well. 34519 is the SMS line. 0618951019 is the Telegram line. On air at highfm.com is the email. And at highfm is the Twitter. Tell me, am I just... Is my theory wrong? And here's my theory. I just realized I never told it to you. Over the past few years, over the past two, three years, a lot of people have been staying at home. And we know that people get some, most people get domestic workers because they themselves don't have the time to take care of the house, the kids, 
cook you know make sure everything is running so they get somebody to come and run their house however with a lot of people being at home a lot of people not working or working from home that means you now have more time to do what you want to do you now have more time to take care of your house clean up take the kids to school pick them up you know soccer practice karate practice i don't know what people do man and for that there's no need to pay somebody else to do that for you right and unfortunately that means abo mama are now losing their jobs i love that word abo mama but they are now losing their jobs Manyunyu Florence Sosiba has been a domestic worker since 1983. She says with more of her housekeeper mates losing their income, the solution is to upskill and work towards entrepreneurship. That is that is great, I guess. Sad that she's she's lost she lost her job, but it's great that it's pushing people to be entrepreneurs and try to find other levels of other sources of income. They they proceed to say it make it feel it makes whoa, it makes feel really bad. I can read and I'm reading that word for word. It makes feel I bet there's a word missing there. I'm going to put it for them. It makes me feel really bad that domestic workers are losing their jobs. However, as a domestic worker, I always speak with other housekeepers that we should try to keep our own opportunities. In this economy, it's best we empower ourselves. That is correct. It's best to empower yourself in any industry that you're in. Given the current stat the current status of our economy and it's just going we know what's happening but it's sad that they're losing their jobs and this is a job that is for most parts this put a lot of people through through school and raised a lot of people right i know growing up growing up in vendawell for the past, for the first 7 years of my life i saw people whose mothers are domestic workers i, I had friends whose mothers are domestic workers and they these these people actually grew up a nice life grew up living a nice life they they got to go to school so it is agree it is a job and it's a job that can pay well in some instances but in some instances we know that they could earn as little as 1500 rand a month i don't know if you've tried living off of 1500 rand a month and if you have let me know that's a skill that i'm certain everybody would like to learn so that is what is happening in south africa domestic workers are losing their jobs unfortunately and it doesn't seem it's going to get any better people are staying at home people are cleaning their own houses people are doing what they have to do so there's no need for them and i don't blame them i mean financially it doesn't make sense to keep paying somebody something something financially it doesn't make sense to keep paying somebody for something that you can do yourself here we go and the last story that i want to tell you i am running out of time 1022 is the time on 1.9 high fm this is trouble pursuit and i'm your dear friend mukundi mudao this says many dead as floods hit dr congo's capital kinshasa kinshasa over 55 people have been killed and dozens injured on tuesday that was yesterday by widespread floods and landslides caused by heavy rains in congo's capital kinshasa kinshasa's 24 neighborhoods were affected according to local officials some 12 million people live in the in the city many of whom now grieve loved ones around 4:15 a.m. we woke up the water had gotten into the house robert said and this is the rel- relative of a deceased recount or some i guess they lost somebody uh, in the, in the floods praise to them now I, i read the story because what's happening with the weather same thing in south africa floods everywhere every day it just rained 30 minutes ago and it was crazy and now it is calm you can't even believe it this weather is playing with us doesn't want you to tell doesn't want you to tell what's happening you can't it's confusing the enemy you can't tell if it's going to rain if it's going to be sunny you bring an umbrella a raincoat and a pair of shorts just to be certain you don't know what's happening with this weather and you could say it's global warming you could say it's climate change yeah but it's just 
ridiculous. The weather, the rain, everything is out of hand, okay? It's been raining nonstop. It's been flooding nonstop. And eventually, <laughs> we can't control the weather, but somebody's going to have to do something about this because we can clearly see that it's getting out of hand, right? Look what's happening in KZN for the past year or two. Look what's happening now in Joburg. People in Soweto, parts of Soweto are flooded. Parts of Soweto are flooded. Parts of Sandringham are flooded. I, I saw it myself firsthand. I'm not making this up. What is happening with the weather? Do let me know. Anybody, anybody knows what's happening with the weather? Do let me know. I just wanted to tell you that we are not the only ones. Okay, we are not the only ones going through this. It's flooding in Congo as well. And yeah, it's not, it's not good to make yourself feel better by someone else's trouble. But I just thought it'd be good. You know when you didn't do your homework back in school? You didn't do your homework and then your friend said, dude, me too. And then you kind of feel good about yourself because you know you're not the only one. That's what I wanted to do with you. Same thing I did with the electricity in Zimbabwe last week, if you recall. But 1024 is the time. 101.9 High FM is, is the... Wait. 101.9 High FM Trouble Pursuit is the name of the show. And I'm your dear friend, Mukuni Mudal. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 Hi FM, this is Tribal Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. Class is in session and we have a friend of the show today, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, straight from Ghana. And he is here to tell us about everything about the House of Israel community and everything we need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community. Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, how are you, sir? That's very. That's a very cool name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm very good. And uh, I'm being very merciful to me this morning. I believe you're also very good. Ah, yes, of course, of course. Top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me man um yeah there's not much i could find about your community online i tried my best i really did but yeah. there's not much i could find about your community online could you tell me more about your community your history and everything about you yes uh, i will start by introducing myself again as a over was angel um a renowned member of the Sephiros jewish community in ghana I have served this community for several years. You know, I have served as a community secretary, a chairman for the visit com- uh, committee, and the financial uh, controller for several years. You know, I'll take this very great opportunity to um, say a very, very, very good morning to um, my community leader, Mr. Kofi Kwati, um, and all the community members and all other Jewish communities in Ghana. And also to my very role model and mentor, Rashi Okuma from Nigeria, making uh, this very day a very blessed day for me. And also to Rabbi um, Bonita for making this um, this very day a very wonderful day for me to um, be interviewed on High FM right away from Ghana to South Africa. I'm a very blessed morning to every Jewish community in the world. Yes, my very special brother, um, as a matter of fact, if you're a Jewish community, um, the history, if I should be clear, it, it was established uh, right away in 1973 by our pious leader, uh, Baruch Dayanheim Met. May his soul rest in perfect peace and may his memory continue to be a blessing to every Jew. He is known by the name Aaron Twachiafra. It all happened to him as a vision of the night, uh, one night when he was on bed. He had a call, he had a vision that Hashem said, 
um, he should go about to search for the lost tribes and lost children of Israel. So this man, living uh, in a remote area, moved from his place to um, the bigger cities, trying to organize uh, people, uh, trying to teach them Torah and Mitzvot. So he started to gather these people, and then uh, when he was able to get about 10 to 20 people, uh, he decided to go to the Israeli embassy. And rather unfortunate for him, when he went to Accra, the big uh, capital city of Ghana, to search for the Israeli embassy, he was unable to locate uh, any Israeli embassy. So he came back almost disappointed because he was thinking that everything was going to be so easy, but it was not easy for him. So when he came back, he came to meet the renounced executives with him and his members. And later on, uh, he was redirected to our sister nation, our sister country, um, La Côte d'Ivoire. There he was able to locate the Israeli embassy and he started having contact with the Israeli community and other Jewish communities in the world. Mm. So, uh, if you ask me on the history, um, this is uh, part of the history. And through that, we all also came to join the community. Yes. And when did you join the community? Actually, I joined the community in the year 2015. Yes. Oh, 2015. What made you join the community, if I may ask? What made you identify as Jewish? Thank you very much. Um, you know, I am a type that I love learning, I love research. I started my my own learnings and my research findings in the year two thousand and two. Mm. Yes, I, I yes I I started learning. I, I I wanted to know whom the true God is. You know, we were all converted to Christianity, so I moved from Christianity to um, other other source of religions to know what actually God is. So I even joined some some uh, societies like the Hare Krishna because I wanted to know what God is. I even started learning with the Muslims. But um, I go to a certain portion of the Holy Quran, if I may say. Sorry to say that. Uh, I learned that if you read uh, a portion of that book, you say that people didn't uh, observe the Shabbat. So the creator of the universe said they are not to be called his children. And also, in my earlier years, you know, in our, in our community, we have certain rites and rituals that we were doing, especially we were observing Shabbat. Mm. Yes. My what four parents. Uh, uh, no, we didn't call it Shabbat. We call it Homeda. Homeda means a time of rest. Mm. Yes. That is our local dialect, Homeda. So, um, when it gets to Saturdays, we don't go to work, we don't do anything, we only have to be in the house, try to organize ourselves for the, uh, for the next week. Mm. So, um, yes, we also used to uh, practice uh, so many things that, you know, we, we were doing it as we came to meet it. So until our research finding that we came from that, okay, what we were doing was connected to what is in the Torah. Mm -hmm. Especially, yes, especially the laws of Nida, the Brit Miller. We didn't call it like that, but we were observing them. Mm 
Mm. Yes, uh, four parents of seven years. Um, so through the research findings, I came to know that, I came to realize that uh, most of our traditions uh, were connected to what is in the Torah. And uh, we came to find out that, okay, if it is connected to the Torah, and the Torah is also given to the children of Israel, then we are Israelites. So we separated ourselves. We separated ourselves from the bigger community. So um, those days, um, the, the king, who was my uncle, yes, he gave our, our community a piece, a parcel of land mm. so that we can establish ourselves. Yes. I see. So, um, yeah. And did you guys practice circumcision before this? Yes. Yes. It was, it was one of our customs. Yes, it was one of our customs. And it is even practiced up to, up to today as I'm talking to you. Oh, I see. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend, Mukundi Mudao. We're talking to a friend of the show today, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete. So, before this, was your diet the same, or did it change after you identified as Jewish? I would say uh, we, we specifically have certain foods that were prohibited, especially when it comes to the meat aspect. Uh, we have so many things that were prohibited. We didn't know, uh, we didn't have any idea it was connected to uh, the Torah, but after we came to know our, our roots, uh, we saw that all what we were doing was uh, basically in the Torah. So um, not so much change, but some change, some did change, yes. Some did change. And with your meat, who does the slaughtering with your meat? Because it has to be slaughtered a certain way for it to be kosher. Yes, uh, there is uh, one, one, one of my uncles in the community. He is by the name Joseph Nipa. Hmm. Yes, he, 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 yes, he is very good in the kosher slaughtering. Oh, but uh, but also uh, yes also if uh, if there is by a chance any way to uh, train more people to do the kosher slaughtering we will be very happy with that. <clears throat> I see. And with regards to learning, how have you guys learned so far? Is it online? Do you guys have resources there? Kulano Kulano has been with us for these several years. You know um. Initially, we didn't have uh, a, a CD room, so there was one very honest man, a very pious man. He, his memory continued to be a blessing to us. He is by the name Michael Gushwish. He was the first person to bring us prayer CD. And also, Kulano have been uh, supporting us with talits and other, other philanthropists have also been helping us with uh, other prayer shoes, uh, shows. So uh, uh, concerning our studies, we do we we, we we initially we we were doing the studies on our own at the shore, but now through the use of uh, WhatsApp and other stuff, we have a several platform that we use to communicate with the outside world. Oh, I see. And <clears throat> with regards to shore. um, I see. I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was doing my research, I saw that. You guys are still a small community and you don't even have a mechitza to separate the men and the women in Shu. Exactly, yes. 
because of this, because of all this, um, I, 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 I met my pious uh, mentor, Rashi Okuma, and then we discussed on how to uh, match all the communities and try to create a very serene environment so that we can have a better life. So we are still working on that. We don't have, and we are planning for that too. Oh, I see. 101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit. I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, and today we're talking to a friend of the show, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, and he's telling me everything I need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community, otherwise known as the House of Israel. Do not go anywhere. We have more straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. Today we have a friend of the show, Mr. <coughs> Angel Wilberforce Tete, and he's telling us everything we need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community, once again, otherwise known as the House of Israel. So, if you have any questions, for him, please do not hesitate to send them through. 34519 is our SMS line, 061895 is our telegram line. If you want to email me, feel free to do so at highfm.com. And if you want to tweet me, you can just at highfm. I'll get to your questions and your messages, and we will all have fun. So, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, I'm going to say that name the whole time. I'm going to say the whole name because it's just so cool. <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to ask about your interaction with other Jewish communities and organizations. I hear you tell me about Kulanu, and they're doing really great work. But what other organizations and communities, Jewish communities, do you interact with? Yeah, thank you very much for this very wonderful question. For some time now, I, I have, uh, we have been close to a Jewish African Foundation uh, led by, we, we had a, a little misunderstanding of the community, and then Kulanu um, sent Mr. Okuma, our mentor, our uh, international uh, coordinator, to come and resolve the issue. So when he came, he came with some parish leaders, and they posed as the Jewish African Foundation, and their main motive was to merge all the isolated Jews and isolated Jewish communities in Ghana, Africa, and the world beyond. So we 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 used to communicate with them, and also I I was appointed uh, by the Jewish Africa Foundation as the national coordinator for the Jews in Ghana. So what we are supposed to do, or what I'm supposed to do, is appoint executives who are going to work with me to merge all the isolated Jewish people and the Jewish communities in Ghana, and also uh, talking about interactions, I have been able to. Uh, get several other isolated Jewish communities in Ghana. I've been speaking with them. I've been talking to them, trying to bring them together under one canopy, under one strong leadership, where, whereby we'll be able to do away all... Uh, 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 what do I say? To do away with fake Jews and those who pose to be Jews and they are not and they are trying to cause problems for us. We are trying to uh, eliminate them and also uh, try to gather the Jews in Ghana. Mm. So uh, I used, to, uh, yes, I used to visit some of the isolated communities in Ghana through the help of a Jewish Africa Foundation. Yes. Mm. And with these communities that you saw in Ghana, 
were they also yeah. just like your own community, small, isolated, and knew little to nothing else? Yes, uh, most of the communities are, are, are so much isolated to the extent that uh, they are living in a deplorable states. Because, uh, you know, uh, in Ghana, we have something called freedom of worship, but when it comes to uh, 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 our faith, like being Jewish, it's not easy. When people see you to be Jewish, they see you to be a different altogether. I even lost my job because I was Jewish. Because, you know, I, yes, I, I, I will never give room for you to speak ill about my faith. Mm. Yes, was... so... No, go on. Yeah, so... Um, there are so uh, you see there are even areas where you even find one man and his wife you even find one man all alone you even find one woman all alone so i am trying my impossible to merge all these people together under one canopy so i even i i, I even uh, try to seek for for assistance so that i can be able to reach out to these jews and try to help them understand what they are. Mm. And that was actually going to be my follow-up question because uh, when I talked to the Tanzanian Jewish community and also yeah. the Nigerian Jewish community, they said, especially the Nigerian Jewish community, they said that they try by all means to be as secretive and boxed in as possible because it also affects their safety there's safety issues there they get attacked and all sorts of stuff is that is that what's happening in ghana as well just with the jews no not so not so much but uh it's similar you know uh, in ghana we also do hide our identity sometimes mm. because yes because when people get to know you are jewish it's a different thing altogether the very first thing they used to tag you is, you people killed Jesus. Sorry to mention that name. You people are anti-Christians. So if you don't accept our Jesus, then we are also not going to accept you. So sometimes uh, you have to hide your identity. So sometimes we, 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 we find it very difficult to, to show ourselves. You know, when I, went, when I went, you see, I am the type that I don't want to hide my identity. I, I don't want to hide I had my identity. So I, as I was working with these non-Jewish people, I had several attacks, and then I have to stop the job. So it is very good for us to be hiding ourselves sometimes. Do you think there'll ever be a time where you don't have to hide in Ghana as a Jewish person? Yes, there, there will be a time. You know, it's, it's not easy, but there's going to be a time that we will not, we will not hide any longer. And... What are the other challenges that you guys face as a community besides having to look out for your own safety? What are some of the other challenges that the community faces? Yes, thank you very much for this very wonderful question. I'm very glad you asked this question. You know, um, my, my, my area here is very good for farming. Mm. My people here are not having good jobs. And uh, there are a whole lot of things that I have laid down as my business plan and my, 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 my plan for, for, for my community. As I was speaking with my national PRO, we have addressed all these things on our business plan. 
we are having challenges in our studies. We are having challenges in our daily lives as Jews. So I'll be very grateful if perchance there can be any job opportunity. We have a very good land, fertile for land, uh, for farming, and, uh, for different kinds of crops. And also, sometimes we have to be traveling to places to help other Jews. So if there will be, there will be perchance a way to support my people, creating job for them. Also, I will be very happy. And uh, another challenge is uh, we, 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 we need to do conversion. You know, we, yes, so we also hoping that there will be a day that uh, you will have conversion for my people so that we can be uh, 100% clean so that we can be able to get ourselves abreast more into the Torah. And also, if perchance there will be a way that uh, an organization can help us so that some of our people can be can go to Israel to learn certain things so that they can come back and teach us or, or any other African country so that they can meet with other Jewish communities so that we can learn from them too so that our community will also grow. We will be very happy. Mm. And if there's anyone listening that might like to assist you how do they get in touch with you i am on whatsapp and i can give my whatsapp contacts and also i'm on facebook as uh, on facebook i am azaria ben judah azaria ben judah on facebook and on whatsapp uh, my whatsapp line is plus two three three two four eight eight seven two zero nine nine plus two three three Two four eight eight seven two zero nine nine. This is my WhatsApp line. So anybody or any philanthropist who would want to assist my community, this is my WhatsApp line. You can contact me so that we talk and negotiate on whatever you want to do for my community. I will be very grateful for anyone who wants to help my community, who wants to assist me to build my community in Ghana here and also to connect to the Jewish diaspora. That's beautiful. <clears throat> and I just have one final question. It's something that you mentioned that I was <clears throat> that I was gonna touch upon as well. With regards okay. to conversion, how many are you converted and how many members of your community have been converted? Um, you know, um, for the conversion issue, it, uh, my, my people had it very difficult to accept the fact to convert. So I have to, I have to take my time to address certain factors that we need to consider. And so why? for now, uh, mm -hmm. why are they, why are they hesitant to convert? If I may ask. Good. You know, my people see themselves as. Jewish people, so as a Jew, you don't need to convert. They were thinking that maybe the proselytes rather need to convert. But uh, I made them understand on certain basis that right now we are 
uh, 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 spiritually unclean. So we have to clean ourselves before we can be accepted by Hashem fully. So for now, about 80 to 90% of uh, the members are ready to do the conversion if perchance we have the opportunity. I suspect that's what, what, that's what was happening because much like the Limba community and the Igbo Jewish community, they also believe that why should we convert into, into Judaism if we are already Jewish? Yeah. Yes. And they found, I found that it made sense, but when you explain it as well, it all depends on who actually wants to convert at the end of the day, isn't it? Exactly, yes. Beautiful. Exactly, yes. Beautiful. This is 101.9 High FM, Tribal Pursuit is the name of the show, and I'm your dear friend, Mukundu Mudao. We were joined today by Mr. Once again, Angel Wilberforce Tete. Ah, beautiful name. <laughs> we're joined once again by Mr. <laughs> Angel Wilberforce Tete, and he was telling us everything we need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community. Unfortunately, we are out of time, so we're going to have to cut it short. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with him. And Mr. Tete, I'd like to thank you for joining us today and making time for us. Thank you very much. And also, um, my, my, my last word, uh, my greetings to Rabbi Bonita Sussman for making this very day a beautiful day. And also to my mentor, Rashi Okuma, who taught me. And also to all the Jewish communities in Ghana. And also to my national PRO, Mr. Benapsis, and my assistant coordinator, Mr. Yohana Ben Yantechi. Uh, my regards to my, my family, my wife and kids. And all you or gentlemen, regards to everybody. And I pray Hashem bless and keep us all till we meet again. Thank you. Thank you. This is Travel for Suit on 11.9 High FM. Do not go anywhere. We will be back straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Trouble Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. You just heard a conversation between myself and Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete <laughs> from the Ghanaian Jewish community. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you had a great Wednesday morning with me, your friend Mukundi Mudao. The time is 10.59. There we go. I was waiting for it to turn to 10.59. I, I see I have a message from my friend Gil and I'm sorry I didn't get to read it during the show. She said, okay Mukundi, my greeting to you is wrong. I was sure you said you were taking us to the Congo. Yes, with the song. Gail. That first song was Awilo with Carolina. It, it is from the Congo. Maybe that's the miscommunication. I do apologize about that. Anyway, thank you for all the homework you do to give us interesting shows and great music. Wishing you a happy Christmas and a fabulous 2023. That message was from my friend Gail. Thank you, Gail. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a fabulous 2023 as well. It's been fun. We had a great hour, we had a great Wednesday, and do join me next week as well. That means in seven short days, I will be on your airwaves and we will have some more fun. I'm your friend Mukundi Mudao with Craig in the studio pressing all the buttons. Thank you for that, Craig. Let's do this again in seven short days. And as always, until next time, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>